because he focused on just one type of niche within the uh, the hotel industry and was able to sell that for a substantial amount of money. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, we always have on these Wednesdays, Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. How about you, Todd? Well, I'm doing fantastic, man. Had a great uh, holiday, well, extended weekend. So that was that was awesome. Of course, this is coming out, what, a week or so later. So hopefully everybody else uh, listening here had a great Independence Day. It's, it's good to remember uh, kind of. Obviously, we got problems, right? The The U.S. isn't uh, free of problems. There's always been problems in, in every country, including our own. Uh, but we've got a lot to be grateful for. And so it's good to celebrate. It's good to remember, um, you know, those of the past that have helped set this country up for for the greatness that it has and, and be thankful for the abundance that we are able to have in our life. And of course, then for me, I always think of what what can we do better, right? How can we continue to improve? It's it's always a work in progress. So how can we continue to improve not only our ourselves and our families and our financial well being, but as a country as a, as a whole? So um, fun fun times um, hanging out, but also good to reflect. Yeah, it's good to see the potential of things and take actions each day to to make that into a reality. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I mean, look, this this country has afforded me uh, and and many people, yourself and and many people included, um, with a lot of opportunity, right? And uh, opportunity that's just not available everywhere. Uh, so we're fortunate. We're very fortunate to be able to come from really nothing. And I've talked to plenty of people on this podcast that have come from worse positions than me. I didn't come from a bad position by any means. I didn't have money to start with, but I came from a, a good family and a loving family and and a you know pretty pretty good position, all things considered. But I've talked to plenty of people who have came from basically um, you know, man, abusive families and all kinds of stuff and have made amazing progress and been a huge success story. So it's, it's awesome uh, to be able to be a part of that um, and, and be able to have that as an opportunity. Uh, well, Matt, we're not talking about that today. So what we're, we're still on our series where we've been hitting on asset classes and we've covered quite a few. So if you haven't listened to the last few episodes, go back, take a listen. We've covered a lot of different assets, uh, asset classes in real estate uh, specifically. What are we going to hit on today? Well, today we're going to talk about hotels and resorts. Hotels, resorts, uh, really vacation type rental properties. So that includes, you know, your, uh, we're not going to probably dive in a little ton into short-term rentals because that'll probably be a, a whole different episode. Uh, but, you know, that includes uh, any kind of vacation type rental community, I guess. Um, so hotels, small resorts, uh, big resorts, you know, vac vacation properties like that. So. Yeah. And there's a lot to know with it. Yeah, there's a lot to know. And it's a, it's a really, it's a wide industry and it's an industry where, 
you know, look, you, you can invest in various types of hotels. So let's, let's talk hotels specifically. So you've got, you know, you've got your luxury hotels, you've got your biz, more of your business type hotels. Uh, you've got your, so you've got your luxury kind of city hotels. You've got your luxury, more of the uh, spa and uh, lounge and, and stuff like that on a vacation front, you know, think beach, think mountains, stuff like that, more posh uh, travel type hotel. Uh, and you've got your business hotels. You've got your cheap hotels, right? You've got more of your motel uh, think of like a Motel 6 or a um, Red Roof Inn or something like that. Uh, and then you've got your your more of a short-term stay, uh, extended stay type hotels. Um, a lot of, you know, construction workers and, and temporary staff um, will stay in those types of hotels for you know, maybe a little bit of a longer term, more more like a week or two or three even, or or a full week and then go home on the weekends. But the, so there's various types of hotels. And then of course you've got your resorts. Um man, and those those are I guess more of that vacation style. Um, but they all often have you know, maybe golf courses or a ski uh, amenity or, um, you know, water park uh, amenity, all kinds of stuff included. Yep, indeed. I mean, so depending on what kind of property that you're looking on, you really want to do the market research. So conducting, you know, that thorough market research to understand the demand and the potential profitability of that particular kind of hotel or resort in that specific location you're considering. So you got to consider a lot of factors like tourism trends, uh, the local economy, competition, as well as the seasonality of that area too. Yeah. 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 And, and you got to think about your strategy, right? I think it's good to be focused. We always talk about focusing on a specific niche mm -hmm. and like we do in multifamily, you know, we're not buying a, um, uh, you know, brand new build um, apartment building that's, that's 200 units. And then also looking at the same time for a C-class 10 unit building uh, in a, in a totally different market or even in the same market, but, those are two different, totally different things. So you probably want to narrow it down to what's going to be your niche. Um, and, and then slowly expanding if you're going to get into different um, niches within the industry. But you you want to focus on one and become really, really, really good at it. Um, you know, and so I met the owner of uh, Super 8, a previous owner of Super 8, um, you know, motels and that he became really good at that industry and built up a very good portfolio and was able to sell that for a substantial amount of money because he focused on just one type of niche within the uh, the hotel industry and and most people know what a super 8 uh is because he created a brand awareness and recognition and and really focused on the niche yep the riches are in the niches Ooh. I would say did niche, you just but make that up? No, no, I didn't. I wish <laughs> I did, but it's good. Uh, yeah, the, you know, saying with the pro, you know proper pronunciation, niche, it doesn't rhyme. But oh well, <laughs> that's all right. 
Um, yeah, man. So, so a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things to think about. Um, I like personally, you know, and, and so I don't, I don't own any hotels. I don't have any, um, LP investments in hotels, uh, in, in resorts or anything like that, but I really like the business travel type hotels in my opinion. Uh, and I, and I know the return potential is probably not as high, but it's also the downside is, is a little bit less because the business type hotels are going to attract uh, not only business travelers, but they're also going to attract your your traveler that's just kind of in uh, the area as well. Um, not on a more luxurious vacation, but just traveling to you know see friends, family, uh, maybe explore the city a little bit, you know that that type of thing. So I, I like that because it's steady, it's consistent. Uh, nothing stops it except COVID nineteen. Uh, but you know, it just continues to move along, uh, slow and steady. Well, a recession, uh, will throw a damper on things as well, but, uh, a little bit, sure, certainly, uh, but not as much as, not as much as like a resort type, um, or, or more vacation type, um, hotel would, would do. Right. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, just the same with any kind of real estate location is really key. So, you know, based on the kind of niche of property you're looking at, uh, choose a location that's going to attract tourists or, or business people and has a strong or in an area that has strong demand for those accommodations. So places yep. that are close to attractions or business centers or transportation hubs like airports or other amenities you mentioned, like uh, ski resorts or, or maybe beaches, that sort of thing. Yeah. And if you're going to look, if you're going to get into the the vacation style, the resort style, I think it's really important to have something that's going to catch people's attention, right? Or, or many things that's going to catch people's attention. So even if they, whether they use it or not, it's just like a multifamily. When we put in some of the, these amenities, we know a lot of the residents aren't going to ever use it, but it's just there. And it's something that catches their eye and they want, Ooh, I want, we gotta, we gotta have that. We want to want to be there because it catches my attention especially if it's in an area that maybe doesn't have its own natural attention catching, you know, look, look, if you're going to be in an area that ha already has, you're going there for that specific person's purpose. So if, if you're in Nashville and your hotel is right on Broadway or real close to Broadway, that's where all the action happens. You probably don't need a ton of extra amenities there. You have to think about who your demographic is, what they what they would like. And so you probably want a bar. You probably want a few things like that. But you probably don't need all of the extra amenities. But if you're going to be far away from that stuff, right, and there's not a ton of stuff real close by maybe you need the water park maybe you need uh you know the golf simulator maybe you need some of that extra stuff that you can add on or you know you create it i'm thinking of uh, a resort by us it's called well it's it's all around but it's you know jellystone um and this is for families and it's you know they got these little cabins all over the place and in this community and they've got the water slide they've got the pond where the kids can swim they do tractor rides they do all kinds of stuff that attracts families 
uh, to this resort. It's very family oriented, fun resort for kids that are probably really 10 years and younger, 12 years and younger. And that's what they really go after. Um, where other resorts might go after weddings and events, um, you know, corporate events, things like that. So you got to, again, even, even within that niche, you got to think of who your, who your real people are. Exactly. Yeah. Do you need to, uh, and see what the amenities a property has right now and what you can potentially add to make it more appealing, to make it an experience for people. Like maybe adding a spa or something like that uh, can really appeal to what your demographic of uh, people are going to be. Yep. I think of when we were in Mexico, um, we, this, it's a resort I would never, I would never personally go to if I had the choice, but my sister-in-law was getting married. And so her wedding was at this resort. And I just think of the amenities that they had. Now I would choose a resort that has no amenities and just because it was right on the ocean. I, I feel like you don't need amenities, but of course they had them all. And, uh, and man, it did, it did attract a lot of people. They had all the pools you could imagine. They had uh, a lot of, um, you know, they had dolphins in there that you could, you could actually swim with the dolphins. They had concerts going on. Um, you know, they, they had, um, enter live entertainment co comedians, uh, all kinds of people. Uh, they had, uh, of course they had the, the restaurants there, um, you know, just, just everything you could imagine. They also had excursions that you could go on. Um, a lot of the stuff wasn't complimentary, right? It was, you had to pay an extra fee for it. And so that's another point of a profit for the resort. So that's, that's the other thing is a lot of these extra amenities can be something people pay extra for. Exactly. To see how, you know, ways that you can increase the cash flow and you, and uh, thus your return on your investment. Yep. Yeah. You have your specific amenities, but then you have added uh, ones and some of the business hotels, they have uh, added uh, amenities where you can have private drivers and, and things like that. And they'll, they'll set that up for you. And, you know, they're going to be making some of their money off of that as well uh, or tours of the city, um, things like that. You know, one amenity uh, you can think of that uh, saves you money at the same time as, you know, attracting people to you is being more environmentally friendly. You know, I, I go to hotels sometimes and they say like, hey, if you want your towel washed, leave it on the ground. But if you want to be green and help the environment and hang it up. And uh, so that makes, you know, a choice for the customer to be uh, thinking like, hey, I'm improving the environment by not, you know, having my towel washed every day, for example, but uh, you're saving the hotel money at the same time of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. What a great little uh, gig that these uh, hotels have done by, uh, you know, certainly maybe it's uh, in the name of green, but it's more, in my opinion, the name of they're saving money. So they, they can they're saving the green. But and you know they are being environmentally friendly, quite frankly. But they're using it as, hey, you know, let's let's uh, save the environment. We don't have to do your, uh, you know, wash your sheets and change your bed, uh, change your, you know, all your bedding and clean your room if you don't want us to. And most people are like, yeah, don't do that. You know, we'll stay there for a couple of days. We don't need that done. It's not like at home you change your bedding every day. At least most people don't. I know I don't change my sheets every single day. Uh, so what do you need to change my sheets for if I'm there for two or three days and you just don't need to. Um, so that, 
yeah, that's talk about a, a great um, cost savings that these hotels have now came up with over the last, I don't know. That's, that's only been something that's been going on for like 10 years, man. It, yep. like, it hasn't, it hasn't been this big thing forever. Um, you know, so yeah, hotels are, hotels can be good. They can, I, I know a lot of people that have made really good money in hotels, but they do have, they do have, the risks and the big risk is the economic factor. And when we have a recession, hotels definitely struggle. Or when an area becomes maybe less desirable um, for for travel purposes. Look, that just happens sometimes. So those areas tend to struggle a little bit more. The other thing too is as your hotel ages, it quickly loses value. And I think more than probably anything, right? So you get a hotel and it's brand new or it's been brand new remodeled, you're going to get top of the market, and especially if it's in a great area, great location, um, you know, shops and restaurants around it. But let's just say, you know, 20 years from now, you're still, or even 10 years from now, you're still holding on to that hotel. Now it's a little outdated. It's a little old. It's starting to show its wear and tear because, you know, quite frankly, people are abusive uh, to these, to these places. They're in and out quickly. They're not, they're not caring that much about it. Uh, and it's, they don't, they don't take ownership. And so they're in and out quickly. Maybe a couple of restaurants go out of business, have some turnover, whatever might happen. And very quickly that hotel can go from an A plus hotel to, to a you know, B plus hotel, and it's just not nearly as desirable. Or e- even if the area stays great, maybe a couple brand new, really nice hotels come into the area and your demand goes down, right? So you got these brand new luxury hotels coming in. That's what the market wants, but you didn't build yours as a luxury hotel because that's not what the market wanted at that time. Um, so those, those things can really impact your bottom line, uh, with hotels as long as well as, uh, just the economic, you know, the recession, maybe that comes through and, and really wipes out a lot of profit. And depending where you are, the insurance costs might be sky high as well. Like in, in <laughs> Florida and California, it's going up and up. Yeah. Yeah. That can definitely hurt your bottom line expenses. Of course, just in general, right, Matt? I mean, we, we know, not only insurance and property tax expenses, but we've got labor expenses and hotels are a service-based industry. It's not just real estate, it's very much service. And so, man, I mean, yeah, if if, if you can't find employees or you got to pay them, you look, I mean, we're paying, we've got a you know, hundred unit building, we, we need one maintenance person. Well, we've raised our maintenance people from paying them 20 to 25 bucks an hour to now we're paying them 25 to 30 bucks an hour, uh, maybe even a little bit higher, depending on, you know, what, what that property is like and what their experience is. Well, now if we have a hotel, we got to have a couple of those maintenance people. Plus we've got to have, you know, people that are working there 24 seven at the front desk, we've got cleaners, uh, you know, so, so our payroll has gone up significantly over the last, you know, just a couple of years uh, that, that puts a big pinch on our NOI in total. And certainly more operations heavy than multifamily, for example. So you really need that proper management in place uh, to take care of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just had a, a guy on uh, recently, Jonathan Twombly. He talked about he's he's in niches uh, of when we talk about niches, he's buying these small uh, motel type uh, properties in more rural type communities have, you know, good views, nice town, nice area. Uh, there's so there's also a niche uh, just in that I was a random thought as I'm thinking through some of this stuff. But, um, you know, there, there's a lot of opportunity to dive in and to get into this industry uh, if, if you want to. And you can start small like Jonathan, where he's he's not buying massive complexes, but he's buying complexes owned by mom and pa's, which have a lot of opportunity coming there, doing some nice changes and he's relying on, hey, this is an area that people want to be. And uh, and if I make this a nice place, they're going to want to stay here. Yeah, that was a great episode. I recommend people listen to that one if they're linking seriously about investing in hotels. Yep. Yeah. Um, man, what what else? Uh, you got to think about regulatory and you know legal considerations. So you know familiarizing yourself with those local regulations, uh, you know the permits, the licensings, the zoning for hotels and resorts, and uh, yep. also consider any like legal liability issues associated with that. Uh, so you've got to you know know about employment laws, health and safety regulations, and compliance with uh, accessibility standards as well. You know, one of the other benefits about hotels is if if you uh, want to convert a hotel, it's fairly easy to convert a hotel into either, um, you know, senior housing or you can com- convert them into micro units for for multi housing as for multifamily as well. So that that's a definitely another benefit. Now that's to- we're totally talking a different strategy, right? Than what we've what we've been talking about. We've been talking about obviously operating them, but. Also, there's a conversion possibility um, as well for these. So especially if they're in more of a residential type neighborhood where you can convert them. Obviously, a lot of them are in a commercial type neighborhood. So conversion might not make sense in that instance. But if it's in more of a residential, it might it might be a good opportunity if it's a distressed type building. Um, I, I would say a big, a big downfall, in my opinion, is a lot of these hotels, when we're looking at uh, two, three sorry, three, three, four story hotel. Most of them have an elevator and elevators are big expenses. Something you got to really consider when you're buying it and understanding the real cost of having a building with an elevator. Yeah, exactly. Uh, expensive to buy, expensive to maintain, uh, you know, expensive yeah. if something goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And most, most people discount, I think the cost of an elevator. I know I've got a couple of buildings with elevators and, and, um, those costs can really come up quickly and, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how much elevators cost to maintain. Yep. And, uh, another thing is technology, you know, it's really vastly improving over the past few years. Mm -hmm. So you can have uh, people check in online or through an app and then they don't even need to get a key from a front desk. They can just use their phone as the key, that sort of thing. Um, and that saves on the, the cost of, uh, you know, people that you have to hire too. Yeah, and I think if you can be innovative, you can probably make a lot more profit that that and avoid some of these costs. You know, we just talked about the labor costs. You're never going to get rid of the maintenance costs, right? Or at least no time soon. I don't see a technology replacing maintenance labor anytime soon. But the front desk labor, certainly that could be minimized. You're still going to have to have front-facing people. 
but especially if we're talking a low budget hotel, if we're talking even a business type hotel, I don't think you need that front facing person nearly as much. Um, and so I think you can get away with less staff in some of these hotels if you do it right, if you get the technology right. Now, the luxury hotel, I think maybe you could eliminate a little bit of staff, but you got to be careful because that is very much a service-based, friendly smile. We want to help you any way possible. Come to us. Don't You don't have to wait in a long line, all that type of stuff. We're going to answer every question you have right away. So luxury, you want to be careful. Obviously, technology is a huge benefit, but if you rely on it too much, I think it could come back to bite you on the luxury stands. Do you know what the financing is like for hotels and resorts? You know, I, I'm not a huge uh, hotel and resort guy, so I don't exactly know, but I know I, I do know your local banks are going to be willing to finance them. C, CMBS uh, plays in the industry. I don't think Fannie Freddie uh, play in the industry. I could be wrong on that, but um, but I do I do know some of the like life companies and. CMBS uh, are are involved in um, hotels. Cool. Yeah, I see hotels as you know. Well, you can flip them and and wholesale them and stuff. I, I see them as more like a long term play because uh, they can be really cash flow heavy. Granted, like yeah. you're when the market is going up, then you know you can set that daily rate to increase <laughs> from day to day. When the market's going down, of course, uh, then you have to decrease it from day to day. But uh, like you, you flipped a, a ski resort once. Um, so it, it yeah, can be done. you know, it hadn't, it, it was a lot different though, Matt, it, it didn't have, it was a ski property, I would call it. So it didn't have any amenity or sorry, any, um, any housing, right. It, we, it did not have any stay component, uh, with it. So that was more of a, a property with a ski commute, ski, whatever facility at it um versus versus that so but yeah you you easily could flip them you know I, I, there was a property i used to stay at a lot in lexington kentucky it was a cool old uh building the the rents were always right it wasn't great but it was clean um and a company came in and and renovated this property it's a beautiful property now uh, and I believe they renovated and sold it since. Uh, I might be wrong on the sold, sold, sale, but I, I thought I saw that they sold it. And it would make sense. I mean, they were able to come in and renovate and I'm sure raise rates quite a bit. I know the last time I was looking at staying there, the rates were considerably higher uh, than what I used to pay. And uh, same thing, there was a, a Ramada, Ramada in um in, in Lexington as well. I used to stay there. And while they're under construction, I was getting, you know, renovated unit. I was staying there for like 60 bucks a night uh, because they were under construction. It was a brand new renovated unit and stay there for 60 bucks. Well, now guess what? They're not $60 anymore because <laughs> they're done. They're done with the renovation. I don't know if they've sold, but um, you definitely have an opportunity to uh, do value add hotel investing, just like you can do with any other commercial uh, real estate. So that there's a huge benefit there. Excellent. And with hotels and resorts, just like any other kind of real estate, if you don't know what you're doing with it, partner with somebody who is you know, you know already deeply experienced and successful with it. Yeah, absolutely. And the 
as Matt said, the riches are in the niches. Is that what you said? <laughs> riches are in the niches. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, cool, man. Well, uh, that's all I got. You have anything else? Uh, that's it for today. All right. Have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Hey, you too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.